0: is going on everyone welcome to a bonus episode the season three finale of raise the apple this is technically not my third season but given the name change we had and all that it's like labeled as the third season but that's not the point last episode of season three season four will be when spring training games start up of of course unless there's any other major news that happens we have a little. We have one bit of news to talk about with the Mets, and then we will have our prediction show. So first of all, the Mets have signed Taiwan Walker to a two-year, twenty million dollar deal. This is fantastic way to cap off the off season, getting a, another potential back of the rotation starter. I think right now the rotation is Degrom, Stroman, Cookie. David Peterson, I would say. And then that fifth spot is going to be between Lucchesi and Taiwan Walker. I think the advantage goes <clears throat> right now to Taiwan Walker only because Taiwan Walker has already proved himself uh, at the major league level. Joey Lucchesi has shown glimpses of it, but is not necessarily. He also hasn't been around necessarily as long as Taiwan Walker has. So this was a great. Get for the Mets. It was kind of expected, like I said in the last episode. Talks were hot with Walker. They finally land him. They'll probably be done for the offseason after this. But an unbelievable off season for the Mets. Steve Cohen, Sandy, and the crew did a fantastic off season. One of the best off seasons a team has had since probably the Yankees brought in CC and AJ Burnett and Mark Teixeira and then went on to win the World Series that year. Unbelievable job they've done. The Mets definitely get an A plus. They're pro- it's probably between the Mets and the Padres for who had the best offseason. And I definitely think the upper hand has to go to the Mets. But now is time for our season predictions. We will give I will give you the standings in each division, the playoff pit, my projected playoff picture, World Series champ, and then MVP Cy Young, rookie of the year and manager of the year. Now, before I get into it, just know these are predictions and opinions. Don't take these to heart. The beauty of baseball is that none of these will probably happen, but you know, you got to have some fun with it. You know, I honestly think that we're going to have a Dodgers-Yankees World Series. We're finally going to get, you know, the two greatest franchises in sports, battle it out, but there's no fun in picking that. That's what everybody's going to pick. So we have some hot takes We have two teams, one team in each league I think is the most underrated team coming into the year We'll give a little bit description so it's not too long of an episode on each team But we're going to dive right into it Starting out with the National League East The Mets will get it done The Mets will be the NLE's champs in 2021 at 92-70 and 70. The Braves will finish at 85-77 and 77 behind them Washington at 83 and 79. The Phillies, they'll finish at 500. I know I said the Phillies are flying under the radar, but given the talent that they already have there, they are going to finish much better than 500, but they are going to make a lot more noise than they're going to get credit for. And then Miami's going to finish at 69 and 93. They're not getting back to the postseason. That was just, no, they're not. Now, I think the Mets, their rotation has improved so much. Their offense has improved so much. I just really like them against Atlanta. Atlanta, I'm kind of shaky on that bullpen since they lost Melanson. They did bring back Ozuna, but you don't know what Mike Soroka you're getting back. I definitely think Soroka is going to be a stud like he always has been. But you also, you never know. And there's also the depth in that rotation. You know, your top guys is going to be... Soroka, Charlie Morton, Ian Anderson, probably, and then Max Fried and Sixto Sanchez. Not Sixto, excuse me. Tuki Toussaint, maybe your rotation looks like that. But if one of those guys gets hurt, I don't really know about the depth that the Braves have. I like the Mets' depth a lot better. A lot of, proje- a lot of projections have the Mets easily winning this division. I have them winning the division too, but I not buy as much as everyone else is giving them. And again, the math in my record predictions may not like work out entirely, give or take a few games, because I did not sit down to see per game if this could actually happen, but just, you get the idea. The NL Central is the next division, or um, in my opinion, the weakest division in baseball. I think it's a toss-up. I, re- I think it's between Milwaukee and St. Louis. It's a two-horse race. I think Milwaukee gets the job done. I have Milwaukee as my underrated team in the National League, and uh, my AL underrated team will get to when we get to their division. Milwaukee, I just I like what they got going there with Yelich and Locaine being the big horses there. You bring in Colton Wong, you have Woodruff, you've brought back Brett Anderson. I think the Brewers are not a team that's going to go away quietly. They've also brought back Travis Shaw, maybe he repeats some success he had in Milwaukee. I definitely think the Brewers are the team to beat in the Central and that is solely because of Christian Yelich. Yelich had a miserable 2020, he'll probably be the first in line to tell you that. But if Yelich is his MVP self, the Brewers will be on in the Central, at least. The Brewers will be unstoppable. They will be the team to be. I know the Cardinals brought in Arenado. They brought back Yachty and Wainwright. But I don't know. My big iffy with the Cardinals is the pitching. Now, you can make the same argument for the Brewers. However, I like what the Brewers have to offer in terms of pitching better than Arizona. I have Milwaukee finishing 86-76. and 76. St. Louis finishes just short at 84 and 78. The Cubs, I have finishing third at 500. That offense is going to rake. You know, Contreras behind the mound, an infield of Rizzo, Bryant, Javi, and probably David Bodie. Outfield of Jock, Ian Happ, and Hayward. That's a great offense, but their pitching is just not going to be there. They've lost Lester, they've lost Darvish. It's just they still have Kimbrel in the bullpen, but that their pitching is just not going to be there. Cincinnati I have finishing at 80 and 82. After losing Bauer, I don't think Sonny Gray and Luis Castillo will be able to carry him as much. A lot of the Reds is dependent on their bullpen. They did bring in Sean Doolittle, but besides Doolittle and Michael Lorenzen, a lot of the other names in there are kind of question marks. The Reds still may you know, be that team that surprises everyone, but I don't see it happening. And then Pittsburgh. I have Pittsburgh being the worst team in baseball in 2021 at 62-100. and 100. However, there will be a bright spot, as we'll talk about later, that'll make Pittsburgh games worth watching for Pirates fans. But I got Milwaukee just edging them out. I just like what they have to offer more with Hayter and Devin Williams and Brent Suter and Woodruff. I just like their appeal more than St. Louis. And again, I know St. Louis brought in Arenado. Probably one of the biggest moves of the offseason. But, you know, pitching in baseball, pitching wins championships. And both of them aren't going to go far right now with their pitching. But I think I would take Milwaukee's pitching over St. Louis's right now. In the NL West, it's going to be exciting to watch. But it's the Dodgers yet again running away with it. I have them winning a major league best record of 105 and 57. There have been talks that this Dodgers team has the potential to break the single season record for wins. I don't know if that's the case. You know, they got a team that sits uh, underneath them in their division that would heavily like to make a run at them. But I don't think the Dodgers do get that done but I do think the Dodgers are definitely the team to beat in baseball in 2021 without a question and that's just because they've brought in Bauer they've brought in Corey Knable which is a move that is very flying under the radar they have Mookie Betts they have Bellinger Corey Seager they brought back Justin Turner everywhere you look they got a stud in that lineup it's hard to bet against them second place I got San Diego at 90 and 72 San Diego, I think, could have a lot more successful season if they didn't have the Dodgers in their division. If they were in any other division or in the American League, the Padres would be close to a 100-win team. But you can't have two 100-win teams in the same division. So I don't have them beating out the Dodgers, but I think San Diego is... They're in a tough spot because they're stuck behind L.A., so it's tough for them to really shine and show what they got. But I definitely think San Diego's going to be a huge problem all year. The Giants, I have finishing at 79-83. and They fell just a little bit short of the postseason last year. I like the direction they're heading. Uh, Joey Bart, their top catching prospect, may be up soon with Posey potentially moving to first, if that's the case. Posey sat out of 2020. They brought in Tommy LaStella. They, who's the name? Kevin Gosman is still there. They've got some nice little moves that they've made. Jeff Samarja, the shark, is still still churning out in San Francisco. They got a nice future going. They're definitely still a little bit away from being a competitive team. But I see them kind of in a position like Washington or Philly, where they're going to be the teams that are playing spoiler down the stretch. Colorado, I have finishing... And a tie for last with Arizona at 71-91. and 91. I don't think Colorado is going to be as bad as people are making them out to be. Yes, they did lose Nolan Arenado, the best third baseman in baseball. But they still have Story and Charlie Blackman, Ryan McMahon, Romiel Tapia. They have some great offensive production still there. They did lose Murphy 2 to retirement. They got Kyle, Fre- Kyle Freeland. Herman Marquez, they still have some nice John Gray. They still have some nice names there that can produce. They're not going to be a threat by any means. They still are a lot of pitching away from being a threat, but I definitely feel like the Pod, the not the Padres. The Rockies are going to have a better season than they are going to get credit for. A lot of them have them finishing dead last in this division by a lot. I don't see that Arizona Arizona didn't really do anything. They brought in Evdruble Cabrera, but that was really it. They kind of stand put. They know where the direction they're in. They're still in that rebuilding mode, and it sucks. Arizona is Colorado's window. They were... If Arizona and Colorado are still relevant, you'd have, just like the NLEs, four of those five teams. Actually, all five teams in that division realistically could compete for a wild card spot. That would have been insane. But I got the Mets... Brewers and Dodgers winning their divisions. I have Atlanta and San Diego as the two wild card teams coming out of the National League. Now we're going to transition to the American League. The American League, it's really hard to bet anyone against the Yankees. They're like the Dodgers of the American League. But again, that's no fun. But in the American League East, I have the Yankees finishing first. 95 and 67. I got Toronto at 88 and 74, finishing second. Tampa Bay third at 85 and 77. Boston 79 and 83, and finishing last, Baltimore at 67 and 95. Yankees bring back DJ LeMahieu, bring in Jamison Tyone, bring in Corey Kluber. Domingo Herman's coming back, even though um, Zach Britton made it very clear that he despises Domingo Herman and kind of justifiably so. They've brought in uh, Robinson Chirinos with the probably the thought in their mind that Gary Sanchez is just going to stink. The Yankees are probably the team to beat in the American League without question, but the Giant can be slayed. The Toronto Blue Jays are going to be hot on their tail and for the coming years. They've quickly turned things around. They brought in Springer and Marcus Simeon. They were in a little bit on Bauer but couldn't get a deal done. But they've made some nice moves this offseason. Plus, they got that young core of Vlad Jr., Bo Bichette, and Kevin Biggio that they're building around. Teoscar Hernandez and Lourdes Gurriel, probably two of the most underrated outfielders in baseball. Blue Jays, for the Blue Jays to make a run at anything, they need their pitching to be spot on. That's the bottom line. There's no doubt they can hit. Pitching's got to be there. Tampa Bay, the defending American League champions... I want to have them finishing better, and I think they will finish better than what I haven't projected at, but they lose out, they ship off Blake Snell, they do add Rich Hill and Colin McHugh, they do have most of their offense pretty much still intact, they've shipped out some guys from their bullpen, they've shipped out John Curtis, Aaron Loops signed with the Mets, Aaron Sleggers is heading to the Angels, so they did lose some names, but... I do think that the Rays will finish, again, I think the Rays will finish better than what I projected them to be, but that pitching, their pitching is kind of the question mark, but Kevin Cash is a freaking wizard with pitching for some reason, so that'll be an interesting team to watch. Boston. Boston Red Sox are not going to be an embarrassment in 2021 as they were in 2020. I have them at 79-83. They're still rebuilt. They're in that rebuilding mode. I think bringing in Kike and Garrett Richards and Marwin Gonzalez were great moves. They could still bring in Jackie Bradley Jr. Bring him back. But I, they did ship off Ben Benintendi for pretty much nothing. But they did get Franchi Cordero. But and Hunter Renfro, they've brought in too. I don't see Boston being. Chris Sale will come back. I don't see Boston being that much of a contender. But they will stick around, much like uh, Washington. I see them. Much like the Nationals, I see them sticking around, maybe playing some spoiler, maybe surprising a few people. And then Baltimore is Baltimore. There's there's just really nothing. There's, there's nothing there. I'm sorry, Orioles fans. My brother and dad are Orioles fans. I just don't see them really doing anything. Ryan Mountcastle right now and John Means are really the, and Trey Mancini's return are really the only positive outlooks over there. They won't be as bad as Pittsburgh, though. So, just take that for what it's worth. The AL Central, the AL Central, I don't know why these projections have the White Sox finishing so low. I have the White Sox winning the Central at 87 and 75. I got the Twins finishing at 83 and 79. Then Cleveland I have finishing at 500, Kansas City finishing 72 70 and 92, and Detroit finishing as the worst team in the AL and getting a second round pick. At 65 and 97 The White Sox brought in Liam Hendricks They've made some great They've brought in Lance Lynn They've made great two great moves this offseason On top of that young Very exciting, very scary team That they're starting to build over there Tony La Russa is Is new at the helm I know he's got the off the field DUI problems But I have no doubt that he's going to come in And get the job done Minnesota Minnesota is did not have too shabby of an offseason. They like they like the Mets. Instead of making one or two big moves, they made a bunch of little moves. I don't I have them finishing just outside the postseason picture, but I definitely think the twins are in a fine tuning spot, much like Cleveland. But I think Cleveland's in a worse spot considering they gave up Cookie and Lindor. But I think the Twins are in, a, and Indians are both in. A, they're kind of adjusting around the edges, and then they're going to make a push again for the playoffs. For Kansas City and Detroit, again, uh, Detroit, you got Casey Mize potentially breaking out. Spencer Torkelson, you got some nice prospects coming up to be the future of your team. Kansas City, same deal. They've brought in Ben Tendy. Their offense is looking nice. Their young pitching is looking promising. But both of them I don't really see playing much role in really anything. I see the White Sox winning this division. Minnesota will make some noise. Minnesota will definitely give the White Sox a run for their money, but I think the White Sox hold them off. Lastly is the AL West. I did not want Houston winning this division, but I do not see anyone but Houston winning. I got Houston winning at 89-73. and The Angels are my sleeper underrated team in the AL. I have them finishing 86 and 76. Oakland finishes 84 and 78. Seattle at 70 and 92. And Texas at 68 and 94. Houston. I hate Houston. Sorry. I don't want to talk about Houston. (laughs) Houston's Houston. They get Justin Verlander back. Zach Granke's still there. They got Crayon Bregman and Altuve leading the charge. They did lose Springer, but they've kept Michael Brantley. They have great young pitching. That's kind of surprised me a lot. I didn't really expect them to make as deep of a postseason run as they did with the pitching they had. And I only think they can only go up from where they were. The Angels I have as my sleeper team. Of course, Mike Trout is Mike Trout. Anthony Rendon's there. They brought in Raseali Glacius. They brought in Kurt Suzuki um, as veteran catching. They've brought in Dexter Fowler. They have a very good off, a very nice looking offense. The machine Albert Pujols is still producing. The Angels are going to be just like the Brewers. Their offense will perform. Their pitching needs to step up. Same thing with Toronto. Like I said before, their pitching steps up. The Angels are a playoff team. I don't have them going deep in the playoffs, but I have them making the playoffs because of their offense and their pitching stepping up and getting the job done. Oakland at 84-78, and 78, It's I don't want to put... Just, Oakland is just like the Rays in my mind. I don't want to have them as low as I have them, but they lost Marcus Simeon. They've lost Tommy LaStella. They lost Liam Hendricks. They, it's t- Oakland will still have a very good team. They still will definitely be in the playoff picture, just like Tampa. But it's just, I don't really see them. They didn't really improve much. They kind of stayed put, if that makes sense. Seattle and Texas. Texas is kind of in a bah spot. Same thing with Seattle, except Seattle could have some up-and-coming superstars. Like, um, I just had a brain fart, my bad. Like, Jerry Kalenic and Kyle Lewis. Jared Kalenic, I know, is a soft spot for Mets fans, but, you know, he's coming. They also brought back James Paxton. So we'll, we'll see how Seattle and Texas shape out. I don't have too high hopes for them. So I have the Yankees, White Sox, and Houston winning their divisions. I have Toronto and the Angels in the wild card game. Kind of a wacky one. So that is my standing predictions. Next we're going to get into the playoff predictions. In the wild card game, I have San Diego beating Atlanta and I have Toronto beating LA. San Diego, I think is just too young and exciting. Atlanta will be overwhelmed. I know Atlanta was one game away from the World Series last year, but I just San Diego is just going to be have too much momentum, too much swag for the Braves to handle. And I wouldn't be surprised if Atlanta won that game, you know, with cards, one and done. But I just had I like San Diego in that game. Toronto I have over the Angels. It's really going to be who's pitching steps up more. From an offensive, it's going to be a slugfest, but who's pitching will step up more in the divisional round? I have it'll be Dodgers versus San Diego, Mets versus Milwaukee, Yankees versus Toronto, and White Sox versus Houston. I have the Dodgers knocking out San Diego and perhaps one of the most exciting and most fun postseason series we will ever see. I think that will be amazing, must-watch TV for baseball. I got the Mets over Milwaukee. I just think the Mets will also have too much momentum going into the playoffs for Milwaukee. Milwaukee didn't really make much to, to improve their team compared to the Mets did. I just think the Mets are overall a better lineup. Yankees over Toronto just because I had I like the Yankees as the f- second favorite as you'll come to see. In the American League, I just don't think Toronto's there yet in terms of pitching. The Yankees pitching isn't elite like say the Dodgers, but the Yankees pitching is still very very good and I think will is proved itself better than Toronto. And then I have the White Sox over Houston, just to spite Houston, but I can't be like that as a baseball journalist. So realistically, I just think the White Sox have a better offensive lineup. But again, the Astros are one of those teams that you just can't bet against them. And it's super annoying because you want to bet against them. But they will have a great team. They will have a good run in the playoffs. But I think the White Sox are just too young and too talented to be stopped in the league championship series Mets and Dodgers and White Sox and Yankees I got the Mets knocking out the Dodgers of course I will address my bias at the end of this I think that will go to all seven games I think the Mets get it done not by much though by the skin of their teeth they get it done and prevent the Dodgers From repeating. The White Sox, I have knocking out the big bad Yankees. That is right. My World Series prediction is the Mets and the White Sox, with the Mets winning it all in six games. They clinch it at City Field, game six. The Mets will be your 2021 World Champs. Of course, I was going to say that. Realistically, if I put all my bias aside, I really think that all those teams will make the playoffs. But I do. I think the World Series will really be the Dodgers and Yankees. I think we will finally see that matchup, like I said. But there's no fun in that. There's no fun in picking You know what everyone's going to pick. It's fun to add a little spice, a little bit of hot takes to it. I like the Mets. I really like... If I were, weren't a Mets fan, I would still have the Mets as a World Series contender. The White Sox... As well, I think they're just too exciting to watch. Must watch TV. Mets, White Sox, World Series would be an interesting one. That's the beauty of baseball is we've seen different teams win the World Series year after year. We've never had a repeat champ since the Yankees won three in a row in the early two end of the '90s, early 2000s. They won four or five in three in a row. The the Giants won 2010, 2012, 2014, but that was the last we really saw of something like that. But um, again, realistically, I think those teams are the playoff teams for 2021. I do think it ends up being Dodgers Yankees. But you know, to have to make it sound like a more interesting, I like the Mets versus White Sox in the World Series with the Mets winning it all. Jacob deGrom or Pete Alonso will be World Series MVP. If the White Sox were to win that World Series, Lucas Giolito or Eloy. Jimenez will be World Series MVP. Eloy Jimenez, that man will hit bombs. I cannot wait to see Eloy Jimenez in a home run derby. I watched him play at Frontier Field when he was in AAA. That man can hit nukes with baseball. But that's besides the point. So, now you know my projections for state regular season standings, division winners, card round, all the way through the playoffs. Mets winning it all, of course. But, in, if it were the Dodgers-Yankees like we're all expecting it to be, I do like the Dodgers to repeat. Let me just put that out there. I think the Dodgers will repeat realistically. Now it's time for League Awards. I don't have bias in this. This is generally what I think the League Awards will be. MVP... The National League MVP will be the man that just got paid big money. Fernando Tatis Jr. will beat out Mookie Betts for National League MVP. American League MVP is the, is the man who will go down as one of the greatest players to ever pick up a baseball, Mike Trout. I think Mike Trout will continue to do Mike Trout things. I think Fernando Tatis Jr., Is going to come out guns a blazing. He's got paid. They got a very good team in San Diego. I just think they're going to be tough to watch. Or tough to stop, excuse me. Oh, sorry about that. Tough to stop. And I think Fernando Tatis is going to be the reason why. I think Fernando Tatis will play spoiler with a lot of teams. Cy Young. Jacob DeGrom gets his redemption. I think Jacob DeGrom proves again why he is the best pitcher in baseball, why he is better than Garrett Cole, is better than Trevor Bauer, is better than Walker Bueller and Clayton Kershaw. Jake will get his Cy Young back. It would have been nice. Could you imagine if he won four Cy Youngs in a row? How awesome that would be. I'm still mad that he finished third in that Cy Young voting. He should have at least been second. But that's a story for another day. I think DeGrom gets his Cy Young back. I think in the AL, Lucas Giolito will get the job done on the American League side. He was fent. He has flipped some switch. I don't know what it was, but he's flipped something, and he has been dealing. We all know he threw the no hitter last year. He has just been great the past year and a half. I think Lucas Giolito will be your American League Cy Young. I think he narrowly beats out Shane Bieber. I think Bieber will definitely be in the mix for potentially repeating. Shane Bieber, man, what a what a 2020 he had. But I think Lucas Chialito beats him out for the Cy Young. Rookie of the year, coming from teams that don't, the Pirates, I think, have nothing to watch but Cabrian Hayes. I think Cabrian Hayes will be a stud in the making. He will be the next Andrew McCutcheon in Pittsburgh, and he will be the only bright spot, only thing worth watching. With the Pirates. I think he will be your National League Rookie of the Year. And then the, the American League side, much to Mets fans' dismay, Jared Kalanick is going to debut with the Mariners. And he will be the American League Rookie of the Year. Just because that's so Mets, right? LOL Mets. But I think Kalanick is going to be a stud. That outfield of Kalanick and Kyle Lewis. Oh man, Seattle's future looks very bright. Their future looks very bright, but it is still a couple years away, maybe, from them being a serious World Series contender. They now, I believe, have the longest postseason drought, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong in that, but I'm pretty sure they have the longest postseason drought. And then, the last award will be Manager of the Year. I think Luis Rojas wins Manager of the Year with the Mets, of course, just because, you know go Mets. But even if the Mets don't win the World Series, if they make the playoffs, I definitely think Luis Rojas is in the discussion for manager of the year. Dave Roberts are, will always be in that conversation. And same thing with Jace Tingler in San Diego. On the American League side, Joe Madden, I give it to Joe Madden. has been around for a long time. He's one of the most successful managers ever. He's going to get the Angels back into the playoffs, get Mike Trout back in the playoffs. I have Joe Madden winning the manager of the year in the American League. And after all of that, I kind of sped through it a little bit because I wanted to get it all out. Those are my predictions for standings, playoffs, and league awards. So to wrap up, we got the Mets, Brewers, Dodgers as division champs with Atlanta and San Diego being the wild card teams. Yankees, White Sox, Astros as division champs with Toronto and the Angels being the wild card teams. And then we got the Mets and White Sox in the World Series. Mets get it done in six. And then we got Tatis and Trout as MVPs. DeGrom and Giolito as Cy Youngs. Rookie of the Year is Cabrian Hayes and Jared Kalenic. And Manager of the Year, Luis Rojas and Joe Madden. That was a lot to take in this episode, but... Season 4 will be coming out when spring training games start. After the first spring training game, we will do an episode to kick off season 4 of Raise the Apple and hope for a great 2021 season for the Mets and for baseball. We have pitchers and catchers reporting. There have been a couple little hiccups with uh, COVID, a couple guys getting COVID, Shane Bieber, one of them. But hopefully everyone's staying safe and healthy uh, from a player standpoint. I think that we will have a season. It will be fine. Fans are reportedly, it's going to be reduced crowds at stadiums, which is good. Just play it carefully, baseball. Just play it. Please play it carefully. We cannot afford a shutdown. Cannot. But that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Raise the Apple. Let us know your predictions down below or tweet us at RTA underscore pod. Make sure you follow while you're there. Let us know your predictions. Let us know what you think of our predictions. Again, these are predictions and opinions. They very well may not happen. That's the beauty of baseball. These, All these predictions that you see from big websites are not going to happen just because that's baseball. you know. So now that, because one of them had the Orioles finishing with a 0% chance to make the playoffs, now they're going to make the playoffs because that's baseball. So don't get too much hate for it. Uh, just let us know down below what you guys think who you think is going to win it all in 2021 it's going to be a fantastic year for baseball so much excitement to watch especially in that national excuse me in that national league west with San Diego making a run to take down the Dodgers it'll be so much fun to watch. make sure you like comment share subscribe down below on YouTube make sure you subscribe if you're listening on Apple or Google podcasts follow us at twitter at RTA underscore pod. And thank you f- for joining the show. We hope you enjoyed it, and we'll see you next time when baseball games are finally being played. Here's to a great 2021 season. Let's go Mets. Bang, 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 bang. bang, bang. Stop with bang, bang won't stop till we're legends.